hello to all you unconventional conventionists out there. Welcome to Rocky Talkie. It's a podcast about anything and everything Rocky Horror. I'm Aaron. I'm John. And I'm Jacob. Aaron, are you going to tell us some stuff about what it's been, what you've been doing up to since you've been gone? Right? You're going to, right? That's what's next. (laughs) I would recommend reading the script. (laughs) I, I... I thought I I listened earlier. I guess I didn't. We're back, baby. That's right. We are indeed back, baby. And it's great to be back in a recorded session with the two of you. I absolutely miss this. I'm completely serious. All of you can hear the sincerity and generosity in my voice. Baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back. Hell yes! I mean, it is, it, it's been way too fucking long, right, guys? Hey, Aaron, why has it been this long since we did an episode? Well, Jacob, I am so glad you asked. The answer, unfortunately, is that Rocky Horror is now illegal. Actually, that might be something we get to later. The real answer is that there's just too much life shit going on. Right. I mean, pretty much everybody on the team over here at Rocky Talkie has had a buttload of just real life bullshit to wade through for the past little bit. And uh, we needed to hit pause on the show for just a hot second while we dealt with all of that crap. And realistically, if you think about it, all these famous like content creators and podcasters across the Internet, they do like seasonal breaks. So why don't we just consider that? A seasonal break. I know, right? I mean, we had a crazy Halloween season, and then, I mean, like, everybody out there in the community knows, right after Halloween, you kind of go into a lull up until, you know, lingerie, Valentine's Day time, right, kind of thing. And that was kind of the case for us here. It was right after Halloween, kind of going into the holiday season, that Meg and I got hit with a bit of a kerfuffle. Our dog, Dobby, had to go to the doggy hospital he's been in and out of that for a little while he's doing okay he is still doing okay running around peeing on my floor you know just like (laughs) no that's actually been me oh well that explains a lot that explains why the poops have been so big (laughs) no so he's been he's been doing good he's on the on the rebound but uh he was a little touch and go there for a bit so uh we were we were not even doing you know all of our shows meg and i were having to split up our time going just to our regular rocky shows and things and and cutting some stuff out but everything's doing good with him now so we are we are on the up and up john what about you what real life bullshit have you been up to uh on my end a lot has happened since what end of october early november nothing that i can really like fully get into but we're the lights at the end of the tunnel we are we are the hot dog that got thrown down the railroad hole what what's the fucking term it's a hallway but like is this the kind of quality flirting we expect on the dad slur <laughs> i'm so Hot down a hallway is a euphemism for a used up vagina that's been like yes. stretched beyond is i don't think that's what you're going for john you i am the hot dog no 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 i am the hot dog and life has been the stretched out vagina ah so you've just been fucking that shit up yeah we're been I'm fucking trying. life up and down yeah, I'm trying. I can't tell if I'm – you know what? Realistically, I can't tell if I'm the stretched out vagina or if the hot dog <laughs> – Has life been the, the hot dog. dog the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know which one I am, but either way, my past couple months has just been a hot dog down a hallway. 
I'm unsure which one of those two items I am, but nonetheless, the light at the end of the tunnel, I think is coming back and, and we're, we're going well, aside from the fact that I'm probably going to lose my job in like two months, but it's fine. We don't, it's fine. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Congratulations. Oh, that's Thank the wrong. Thank you so much. No, I'm actually very excited. I'm not going to lie. Hell yeah, man. Stop working with, <laughs> stop working with kids. You got enough of them in your free time doing mm-hmm. Rocky. All right, Jacob, what'd you have? Did you actually have any real life shit? Over these past couple months, I've really enjoyed not feeling like I had this weird thing where I was like feeling like this social pressure to like be a part of this weird podcast my friends had thrown together. And yeah, I feel months, that. They Jacob. just stopped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just stopped like texting me about it. Like like every week I get like, hey, like this week the podcast. And I'd be like, but yeah, I guess I fucking sure. Whatever. Because, you know, it's important to them. Yeah. And for a few months, like, that just wasn't happening. And I was just, like, enjoying myself. Well, that must, must be nice that they aren't taking advantage of you anymore. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think they have plans to like, to, like, get it back up and running. And I'm a little anxious, I guess. Like, every time I see them, I'm sort of like, is this the week they, like, tap me for help? Because, you know, like, you want to help your friends. But there's a fucking limit to, to how much of your, your voice you can give to a project. So, you know, I'll update everybody. I'll let everyone know how it goes and where, where I'm at next time. All right? Sounds good. Very understandable. And uh, keep us informed on how that goes. I would hate, you know, it's just unfair when people don't pay people for, you know, their time and their effort. So, um, oh, absolutely. And, you know, as as a friend, you don't want to ask for money because that's ridiculous. But it's also ridiculous to just, you know, rely on the unpaid labor of the people close to you. That's all I'm saying. This week on Rocky Talkie, awkward conversations. No, Uh, Jacob's doing great. He sounds like he's doing great. I'll be speaking for him from now on because apparently his rates (laughs) just went up. So... That's taken care of. So now, guys, all of you fuckers out there, we are back now and really excited to keep moving forward with the show. We've got some changes in the works for how we're going to be running, and we've got some even cooler new friends and some announcements that are going to be happening just on their way. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. Ooh, spicy. But enough about the boring old future and things we have to look forward to. What about the shit we missed? We missed an awful lot of shit, you guys. And I I don't know about you people, but I'd much rather dwell on the past than focus on nonsense that hasn't even happened yet. That's fair. Yeah, we're going to talk about what's been up with all the Rocky Horror Cast since we've been gone. First up, Buffalo. Um, Buffalo has a production of Shock treatment. Boo. And Reefer Madness. Yay. Yeah. Wahoo. And they had a community pre-show night. Hell yeah. They also did Phantom of the Opera, I want to say. And like, they they are just going balls to the walls up there in Buffalo. Phantom of the Opera. Wow. Or excuse me, Phantom of the Paradise. Let me. uh... Yeah, Buffalo (laughs) actually put on the stage show of Phantom of the Opera. Let's get our Damn, facts Jamie, straight. Jamie, what kind of cast are you running up there? You know, they probably could. They'd probably be able to do it. Like they've. Do they do Phantom of the Opera or Phantom of the Paradise? Phantom what's of the, the Paradise. difference between the two? Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, well, the difference being that you're now going to have to sit through a two-hour movie with Jessica Harper. So. Who's Jessica Harper? Oh, Jacob. You know, you wonder why you weren't getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Harper, you know, she plays Janet in Shock Treatment. She is the lead in Phantom of the Paradise. She's also Duh. 
I don't know, kind of hot. Look, I trust all the words coming out of your mouth is truth, but it doesn't bring any greater relevance to me for Phantom of the Paradise, you know? That's fair. That's fair. The only one of these that I had anything to do with was the community pre-show night that was broadcast over on RHPS Live. Uh, that was fucking awesome. People from all over the community sent in a ton of fantastic videos. And uh, there was a lot of really excellent talent on display from all of our friends over at Ordinary Kids, JCCP, and RKO. Just so many people that were sending in great stuff for that. That was really, really awesome. But we want to speed through these, right, Jacob? Who, who we got next? What else has been going on? All right, next up, we've got the Junior Chamber of Commerce players, JCCP, who recently performed Shock Treatment also, just like Buffalo, and Reefer Madness, just like Buffalo. So, yeah, no, big congrats out to all of our friends in Pittsburgh, both for a fantastic Shock Treatment and a Reefer Madness the Musical Shadowcast that went on earlier this year. That's really cool. Congrats to all yins out there. All right. Next up is the Michigan Rocky Horror cast, MRHPS, and recently they did an amazing Mardi Gras show. Of course they did. It's Michigan. <laughs> Literally every single theme night that they have ever done is akin to, like, at the bare minimum, a touring cast of a Broadway show. <laughs> it is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, this this is super cool. I know that they've got a uh, St. Patrick's show that they're also doing some crazy-ass theme costumes for that's coming up, so that should be fucking amazing. Anybody out there, go check their shit out, because Becky and everyone that works on the Murps team is just ridiculous. So, so is the Michigan cast, I'm just trying to understand, are they like known for being really, I, I don't know, really cool in some way? Yeah, their costuming is absolutely bonkers. I mean, if you want to sneak peek into that, go check out our episode with Becky, where we talk to her all about costuming and theme shows and just the crazy shit that they do over there. All right, well, we'll do. And uh, our audience, if you are also much like me, uncertain why uh, John and Aaron had such a reaction to the Michigan cast, check out that episode as well. But moving on, next up, we've got... The barely legal cast out of Berkeley, California, all the way over on the West Coast. They are going to do Versailles Night. Ooh la la, France and, and Louis XVI and, and the bureaucracy and bourgeoisie on this weekend, the 18th. Yeah, this is a, a bit of a cheat because uh, I knew this one was coming up. Becky had been talking about it uh, when she was last on our show. She's doing uh, a lot of the costuming for this one. And the photos they have posted look fucking incredible. If you've ever wanted to see what, like, Janet would look like at the court of Louis the Fifteenth or whatever, like, this, this is some really high-quality costuming. Go check this shit out. If you are in the Berkeley area, absolutely go see this show. Absolutely. Next up, we've got one of the most renowned Rocky Horror casts, I would say, RKO. And recently, of course, they did Buffy and Dr. Horrible, both at TotalCon, which I'm not even sure what that is. Aaron, would you tell me what TotalCon is? Absolutely. It is a convention that is best described as total. Oh, yeah. well, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I think, Jesus, I'm a fucking idiot, obviously. It's okay. right, it's right there on the page. Yeah, total. It, yeah, I, mean, I can see it right now. I'm a stupid fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It stands for Total Confusion. It is New England's largest gaming convention, and their website looks like they made it in fucking 1992. Oh, it does look like a bad website. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that says nothing about the fantastic performers over at RKO who gave a wonderful Buffy and uh, Dr. Horrible performance there for them. I mean, it says that they lent their performative chops to an organization with a pretty shitty website, which shows a, a bad level of decision-making on their part, I think. <laughs> wow. Coming out of the gate, just Jacob's like, fuck it, I'm going to insult Roy. Like... Uh, absolutely, and, and, and fucking Roy, you can take that wherever you want, check it in, cash it in at the bank, I'll be there waiting for you, alright, bitch? Bold words from the man no longer on this show. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not know that our first episode back, Jacob was gonna create a villain edit for himself. Seriously. <laughs> do I, do I risk letting you go on to the next cast, or is there something untoward you want to say about them? I got more for fucking RKO, okay, buddy boy? <laughs> <laughs> well, the floor is yours. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you think you're so fucking superior up in the Northeast with your fucking and your fucking three letters? Well, I got something to tell you, all right? Fucking a lot of words are spelled with three letters, and, but... You know, meaningless, meaningless words, just like your fucking. That's that's the the crux. I could go on and I could I could point out specifics and I could say you know mean things based on fantasy and truth, but uh, that's the crux of what I wanted to get across. So uh, I'm I'm here and I'm waiting. I'm waiting at uh, four five eight. So you you come over and you you tell me what what you got. All right, all right, all right. And this is where we remind you that the views of the hosts of Rocky Talkie don't actually reflect the views of Rocky Talkie. <laughs> what else? Say, but in closed doors conversations and in text messages, I guarantee you, Megan and Aaron are in on this one hundred percent. Receipts or it didn't happen. Oh, all right. What else we got going on on the East Coast or that just happened? Next up, we've got Philadelphia's own. TNP, one of the greatest named casts, the Transylvanian Nipple Productions cast. Recently, they did Monster Mania Con. Uh, It is their 20th anniversary of working with Monster Mania. Yeah, this one's pretty huge. I've never made it down to a Monster Mania Con, but I know that a ton of New York folks have uh, either come from Philly's direction or, you know, visited and taken part in these over the years. Big congratulations to Nick and Erica and everybody over at TNP. This is a huge milestone. 20 years working with the convention is uh, quite a while. So big congrats to all of you folks out there. Yeah, wow. Uh, not going to lie, when I first read that, my first thought was that that must be a misinterpretation on my part or a typo because there's absolutely no way some cast has been around for 20 years, right, just, just to be alive for that long and has also worked with the same specific con for all those 20 years. That is a very impressive feat in my eyes. Congratulations, everyone at TNP who's been a part of that. That is amazing to me. Good job. TNP stands for the nice penis. That's right, John. <laughs> Yeah, that does, John. Good job, buddy. Well, that's John's contribution for this 20 minutes. (laughs) Next up, we have the Hulk from the West Coast, Sins of the Flesh, out in Cali. And recently, they announced their upcoming production of Mamma Mia. We do not yet have a date for it, but all you California heads, be ready. Mamma Mia's coming. Suddenly, I'm Mamma Mia. Oh. Um. <laughs> mm. All right. That one, that one was good. Am I Mamma Mia, too? Because I'm also jizzing. 
Shit. So I don't know if they actually announced that it's Mamma Mia, but there was definitely a social media post that definitely said it was Mamma Mia, even if they didn't use the words Mamma Mia. So like, I don't know, cats out of the bag, guys. Good luck with that one. I am very fucking interested in seeing how that goes. And I think in Mamma Mia news, we got some more stuff coming up in a little bit. But before we get to that, next up. We have got one of the, I think, three New Jersey casts, Ordinary Kids. And they uh, do not have any recent performance landmarks, but they do have occurrence of performance landmarks. That is, they just upgraded their show schedule from once a month to twice a month. Woohoo! Congrats, guys. That's a great, that's an awesome milestone, and you get to perform 100% more. I'm so happy and proud for all of you. Yeah, I wanted to throw this one in. I think it's always fantastic to hear of, uh, you know, casts that are able to reach a broader audience, and nobody has been getting out there more than our friends over at The Ordinary Kids. Polly, Adrian, everybody is doing a fantastic job, and uh, this is this is big. This is really cool. They're at two different theaters now, one theater for the one of their shows and a different theater for the other one, so that's even cooler. Way more people in completely different areas of New Jersey are still able to uh, check out their show. I love that. I love that very much. Next up, we've got a special a little event, I suppose, that I actually was a uh, patron of. I went to. FNS pre-gamed their upcoming New Jersey con and had a showing or a performance of Shock Treatment, which members of JCCP were at, the Buffalo cast, RKO, and Ordinary Kids. It was a great time. They did an absolutely great job. I really enjoyed watching shock treatment um i don't i I saw shock treatment um shadow cast at the uh recent rko con and it was just as great um when fns did it so good job guys yeah i know i know they put a ton of work into their props and costumes and all that i was checking it out on social media it looked like a grand old time and big props to everybody who uh who came out from the community for that one that's super great to uh see everybody uh taking a trip to new jersey before we all take a trip to new jersey later this year my favorite place in the world <laughs> new jersey i what how great if new jersey were reviewed it would get it three stars yep just like my uber driver yeah last up guys con ticket sales for this summer's festivities are well underway tickets just went up in price $75 right now, but they're going to go up again June 1st. The hotel is available for you to book your tickets and, I assume, view if you want to take a car down and just get a tour of where you'll be staying for the con. And Mamma Mia, they, they are, they're teasing us about whether or not it's going to happen or what the case is or who knows. Ah, find out at NewJerseyRockyCon.com. Yeah, so this is super cool. Uh, FNS announced that Mamma Mia is going to be one of the super cool shows happening at this uh, Con Jovi coming up in uh, <laughs> in August this year. Did you say Con Jovi? I did indeed. Did you say cock penis? What the fuck? Uh, similar, but not quite the same word. But yeah, no, the thing that I flagged here, though, if you go to njrockycon.com right now and you scroll over the shows in the header, right, you see that they're doing Mamma Mia. You see that we're going to be doing shock treatment. You can see Rocky Horror, but there's also a question mark. There's a question mark nav item. What's that mean? Come on, FNS, spill it. What's that mean? What show are, what, what are we doing? If we're doing Spice World, I got to get my shit together. 
What would you say, John? What would be the most ridiculous show that could go in that slot? Uh, Probably Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think that that's pretty impossible to Shadowcast. Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> Congratulations to the entire cast and crew for such a successful Oscars for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, what was it? Nine... Like fuck, it was like fucking everything. Yeah, seriously, I was blown away that so many Oscars went to a movie that contained so many dildos. <laughs> Impressive. Says a lot about our, our culture, really. It was a fucking fantastic movie. Like, they, they that movie deserved every single award that it got. It was so, so good. You know, I like shock treatment, but not that much. But I understand, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that that is a pretty solid roundup of a lot of the things that went on. But, I mean... Yeah, there's got to be a bajillion other things we couldn't get to. And, hey, if your cast had something really cool go on that we didn't get to mention, message us. Let us know about it. We love each and every one of you. And we want to mention and give shout-outs to everyone we can. But we can't if we don't know about things. So just message us if you feel like your name wasn't called and it should have been, and we'll get it. We'll get something out there. You're all doing amazing work, if you heard your name up here or not. And I love each and every one of you, except for fucking RKO and Roy. You all can go fucking eat a. Okay. Well, that's been a lot. So uh, let's kick it on over and start with some big stuff that we've been doing over here in New York City, because I know that's why you guys tune in, to hear us talk about us. So, let's do this in chronological order. It'll make sense in a minute. You'll see. John, why don't you start us off? So, our first big thing started back in December, when one of our newer castmates, Kate, ran into a notorious slut while out to dinner at a sushi restaurant. (laughs) Where else? Am I right? Because of all the sushi callbacks about like her vagina smelling like is there a, is there a sushi is there a is there a, is there a callback with with um with yeah sushi brad's never been down there he doesn't like sushi oh huh yeah huh huh yeah, yeah. yeah huh i guess um that is yeah okay huh yeah huh, and, and huh. there's one where like you know when rocky and janet switched during touch there's some form of like sushi amalgamation there yeah yeah this tracks yeah. this tracks yeah so since it's random, it has a stinky pussy anyway so kate was at a sushi restaurant and lo and behold, at a few tables down, Susan Sarandon was there with a bunch of, from what was described to me as young models, which like, good for you, Susan. You know, we are the company that we keep, which means that Susan Sarandon is a young, hot model. That's always been true. Yeah. Susan Sarandon, Kate, in the same location, in the same area. Kate ended up going over to Susan Sarandon to introduce herself and because of the ball of anxiety that she is was very much unable to kind of express what she does the fact that like oh I play you on stage Kate is one of our one of our Janets oh I play you every first and third Saturday at the Village East Angelica Theater <laughs> so Susan was helplessly trying to get information out of this child <laughs> And was told by Susan Sarandon herself that she was a horrible disseminator of information. And when Susan Sarandon says that to you, you kind of have to go to therapy after that. So Kate went back to her table, head hung low, and actually had to sit down and write all of the information out, kind of like on a little napkin, so that she was able to be like, this is the information for our show. And eventually... So she did that, and at the end of her evening, she went over and gave all of that information to Susan's assistant, who was with her. And lo and behold, a couple of days after that, 
Susan's assistant contacted Kate and said that Susan was interested in coming to a showing. Which, like, oh my god, okay. (laughs) So, she was going back and forth with her assistant, trying to figure out what days would work, what days we were performing, all of that good stuff. And unfortunately, we had found out that Susan Sarandon was going to come to one of our shows the day before the show. Now, from a casting and logistics perspective, if we had known that Susan Sarandon was coming to a show, <laughs> we would have made sure that the cast was like, so, like not just solid because we have bad performers, but like that everybody who wanted to be involved could be involved at the level that they could be. Mm-hmm. At that point, we already had a cast. Kate wasn't even Janet that night. Oh no, that needed fixing. Yeah, so we were like, well, at the very least, we have to make sure that you're Janet because, like, this, you got Susan Sarandon to come to a show. Susan doesn't historically come to Rocky showings. Right. So this is kind of like a congratulations. You're going to be Janet for Susan. So Meg had to kind of go back to the drawing board and essentially let everybody know that Susan was going to be at our show and recasted a good chunk of the show. We did all the floor show characters. So like all the floor show characters were double casted. So Brad, Janet, Rocky, and Columbia, we had pre floor show and then floor show, except for Brad, which was just me the entire show. Thanks, Meg. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how you pulled that one out of the hat. (laughs) Sounds like a little good old nepotism. If you ask me. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. So (laughs) there were, there were other characters that had, you know, a few people playing those characters just so we can make sure that we could get as many people on stage for Susan as possible. So after that happened, The show happened. We had everybody there. So myself, Aaron, Meg, and Kate all had to usher Susan into the theater. And because we live in New York City, there aren't really many back entrances to buildings that aren't dreary, gross gutters. We essentially had to sneak her in through a kind of what it was a stage door, but it's directly in front of the theater. So we had to do that. We had to go like down and around into our quote-unquote dressing room which is literally just a staircase she got to meet the cast we pulled her into the theater she was able to seat her guests and then we shoved her into the back of the theater in the stairwell with all of our cast and she took it like a champ she was fantastic made a lot of jokes at one point she told kate to shut the fuck up it was hysterical so once again (laughs) kate is now in therapy for the rest of her life (laughs) poor kate and then i went out and hosted and was able to introduce Susan Sarandon to the audience. She sang a little snippet of There's a Light, which once again, right before she came out, she had to ask Kate what the lyrics were because she forgot them, which is adorable. Susan. Aww. (laughs) Been a while, eh? (laughs) So she came in and did that and everyone lost their fucking mind and she thanked us all for continuing to do this, for people to still come and like, you know, keep Rocky Horror alive and all of that. Then she went and sat down and she watched us perform. It was super cute. Definitely something that none of us had ever gotten to experience before. Everyone had a great time. I don't even know if Kate fucking listens to this, but Kate, if you're listening, good job, buddy. Yeah, this was this was so unexpected. Like completely. You know, you always hear every every couple of years somebody comes up with the like, oh, I kind of ran into so and so at something something, and I I mentioned that we did this thing, and they were like, yeah, totally, and then you know nothing ever happens of it, but. Which is funny because, like, Kate has the charisma of, like, a paper bag. (laughs) So the fact that she was somehow able to get Susan Sarandon 
after like how many fucking years of just like not making a big deal about her going to shows mm-hmm. to be like, yes, I want to go to this show. I would love to have been a fly on that wall or a model at that table to hear that <laughs> conversation. Seriously. Like it, I'm super impressed. I'm, I mean, huge. Thank you to Susan for showing up and even bigger. Thank you to Kate for getting it all logistic and, you know, coordinating back and forth. Like I know that was its own big stress ball but uh no it was a fantastic show that show went really really well i felt we put some really great performers on stage and we got to put everybody who wanted to be on stage on there susan showed up she was wearing her simpsons jacket that iconic jacket that you you recognize from all of the uh, paparazzi (laughs) photos that she's in it was wonderful like uh i i didn't get a a whole lot of time to talk to her because i was running around doing logistic-y stuff and uh yeah neither did i honestly i you know i asked her like how she wanted to be introduced she told me and then when we were all backstage everyone was like so nervous to ask her for pictures and i looked at kate and i was brad that night and kate was janet so i was like well we have to and we were already dressed so yeah. i was like well we have to get a picture so i'm pretty sure aside from the big cast photo me and kate are the only people that got photos with susan sarandon that night because everyone was just so afraid to ask her i'm not even in that cast photo <laughs> <laughs> like I, and I understand why, because, like, Susan has created such a personality for herself as being, like, this, like, very fiery, powerful, top personality. Like, very strong woman in a male-run society, in a male-run industry. Mm-hmm. She was super fucking sweet. Yeah. Did Absolutely. not get that vibe from her at all. Yeah, no, she was she was very interested in, you know, what we were doing. She, like, knew what Rocky had become, was very excited that we were still going with it, and was very accommodating for everything that, you know, we kind of had to slap together at the last minute. So it was super cool. So, yeah, that was a fucking incredible experience. So that was back at the very beginning of this year. And then the next day, right after... Susan Sarandon came to our show, we were just like riding high from this very stressful show that got done very well. And Meg got a call from a friend of the show, Phil Jean, who had some really, really shitty news for us. And this isn't news to anyone out there, at least I, I hope it's not, but uh, Sal Piro passed away. Boy, that, that one was a kick in the teeth. Those of you that haven't been in Rocky for a very long time. I highly recommend you go check out our interview with Sal. He tells some wonderful stories, talks all about, you know, the origins of this thing that we do. And yeah, he passed away rather unexpectedly. Obviously, this was going to be a big deal for the Rocky community. Sal's sister Lilius came up to New York immediately and started planning everything for his celebration. And Phil reached out to Meg and I about doing some technical things for the event that they were putting together, which was good for me because instead of sitting and kind of being depressed, I got to go straight into show tech kind of mode um, and prepping and getting equipment together and all this kind of stuff because we wanted to make sure that the whole celebration was able to be live streamed out to the community. That was absolutely fucking crazy, getting all of that stuff together, Uh, lots of running around, but we were able to put it all together the morning of that and uh, got it all broadcast out. 
that went live over on YouTube. There is a VOD of the entire ceremony up on the New York YouTube channel. You can just go to shows.nycrhps.com. There's a link there as well. If you haven't checked it out or you want to go see some people tell all their stories about Sal and just celebrate the amazing work of someone that we have to thank for everything that we do. So yeah, that was that was really, really crazy. It was really nice, though, to see the community come together. A lot of New York City faces that I haven't seen in forever. People from 8th Street and earlier even performed and sang songs. There were some very, very touching eulogies. And, you know, it was overall a, a very good send-up. I like to think Sal would have enjoyed it as well. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that all went off without a problem. Uh, I was sitting there just staring at a live stream dashboard for the entire time. Thank fuck, nothing went wrong with that. But uh, at the end of the day, it was a shitty thing that happened, and we're still kind of reeling from it. It's, it's, it's tough to imagine a world of Rocky Horror where Sal's not around, and um, that's kind of where we're at. We're all heartbroken over here. I mean, I know Lilius and, and Phil are just as broken up as they can be um we're just really glad that you know the community was able to come together and be such a strong support system for everyone who's grieving during all of this obviously a lot of stuff will come down you know out of that good news the film that uh, is chronicling sal's journey to become the rocky horror maestro is still in production they're they're scheduling to start shooting this summer with that and yeah, we're doing a memorial show in May out at Fire Island with a bunch of, you know, Sal's friends from out there. Uh, he was a really active event organizer for Fire Island. We'll be going out there and doing a big show with them. So that's going to be super, super fun. Yeah. What a kick in the teeth, man. What a kick in the teeth. Yeah. And we're sorry to say Sal wasn't the only NYC member that we lost recently. Just this past weekend, the community learned that Perry Poli passed away too. Yeah, this one this one was rough as well. Um, many of you out there probably weren't around when Perry was around. Perry got involved in the Rocky community back in the 70s and was an iconic fixture of the New York cast throughout the 80s and into the 90s. Perry loved photos and was notably never without his scrapbooks. Uh, which he absolutely loved to show off, continuously taking pictures with his friends and his castmates that he that he loved to include in there. He worked as a makeup artist and was super active in the New York City and New Jersey drag scenes, performing under the drag name Mrs. Diva Perry. He even appeared in the movie Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. In recent years, as he's been unable to perform, Perry loved sharing pictures of himself in costume with the community. And since his passing, other community members have certainly taken up that mantle, sharing photos and reminiscing of their time with them. We encourage you guys to keep Perry's memory alive by continuing to post pictures and memories willy-nilly to any Rocky-related forum, regardless of its relevance to the place you're posting. It is literally the best way that I can think of to keep him with us. I am sure he would absolutely love that. So, to Perry, and to Sal, and to everyone else that we've lost... We are so unbelievably grateful for everything you guys have done for our community. Our shows, our lives truly would not be the same without your just immeasurable contributions, dedication, and raw passion. We will see both of you guys on the other side. Woof.
Shit is fucking rough. Seriously. Uh, hey, guys. Just so we're not ending this comeback episode on a total downer, let me ask all of you, what's the thing that's happened with our show recently that's pogged you up the most? Did you just ask me about something that has pogged me up? Uh, it pogged you up the most. I wouldn't ask you about any old stupid fucking thing like pooping on the toilet that just pogged you up. A lot of things pog you up, John. I'm asking about what's pogged you up the most. <laughs> uh, I think something about our show recently that has pogged me up the most is the fact that we have recently added just like a metric shit ton of new cast members. Mm-hmm. Between Meg, Aaron, and myself, we interviewed, gosh, we had to have interviewed like at least like well over a dozen people in the last like five or six months. And they've all just been absolutely incredible. We just added like at least seven or eight new cast members these past couple weeks and the group that we had added prior to that, we had added like six or seven. And they've all just been so committed and incredible and honestly invaluable members to NYC RHPS. I was actually talking with a friend a couple of nights ago, and they were somebody who had been on the cast, you know, a while ago, who obviously is no longer, and basically just got done to saying that like they're so little people from like their time mm-hmm. that are actively on stage now it's a completely different cast but also like that's not a bad thing because the people that are on stage right now are so talented are so committed it really feels like such an incredibly cohesive group and this is the first time that i have felt that we've had a cohesive cast since coming back from the pandemic yeah it's been really nuts to see just what it's like onboarding a big swath of people kind of having a new normal, right? Because the first group we brought in right after the pandemic was like, I I don't know what we're doing, where we're going. We didn't even have, you know, a regular theater planned out at that point. But now it's like, okay, now we know how things are are, are functioning. And boy, they are just jumping in whole hog like like it was before, you know, And, and in some respects, even more engaged. Yeah, to go off on what you both are talking about, the first night, it was our most recent performance, so about a week ago, the first night we had some of these new cast members working with us. John, you did something that I have not seen, I mean, I've not seen anyone do, I think, this whole time I've been on this cast, and it's insane to me that we haven't done it up until this point, or at least that I've missed it up until this point, and I thought it was so awesome during dinner scene. You just made a little announcement and got everyone who was new up on stage to join you guys for a little bit of dinner scene. And you had the audience say hi to each of them, each of the new people individually. And I thought it was such a good way of making them feel like more more accepted and more a part of the community and a great way of getting them in front of the audience when, you know, we're, we're so performance driven. I thought that was really, really nice and really smart. I I can't wait for us to do it with the next group and the next and the next. Yeah, see, it's funny. Uh, First off, I can't take credit for that. That was 100% who we were talking about earlier. That was Kate's idea. She has been bitching. Oh, goddamn. Good good (laughs) idea, Kate. Yeah. She has been bitching to me for so long about how, like, disorganized dinner scene is. And because she is relatively new to cast, I'm like, that's just how dinner scene is in the Rocky community. It's it's a time where we don't care about the show and it's very rare to find a cast that actively cares about it. So before the show, she came up to me and she was like, what if we brought all the new people up on stage during dinner scene before 
the song and we like did like a little introduction to them and she was like i'm gonna go get like happy birthday crowns and we can like put them all on them and stuff and so we just ran with it and then we went out to the bar afterwards and a few of them joined us and they still had them on their head it was such a cute way of orientating (laughs) them to the cast and they thought it was really cute and really special so I'm going to do it again this Saturday because we have three new people starting with us. So they're getting dragged up on stage during our punk Rocky show during dinner scene. And they're going to get yeah, to do it yeah, just yeah. like they did. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We should be doing it for all of them. It's a fantastic idea. Damn, that Kate girl's got some real good ideas, don't she? Don't. Oh, my God. Please cut that out because her head is already too big. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, on top of that, let me let me say one of the things that certainly got me full pogged uh, over the last little while. We did two Valentine's Day shows. We did both an anti-Valentine's Day and our regular lingerie Valentine's show. I liked that a lot. I liked being able to split it up. I liked that we could have a fuck you, you know, to the corporate holiday and then do a like, ha everybody's hot and sexy, you know, kind of thing. Get both sides, you know, on that one. So I thought that was really fun. I think we'll, we'll probably have to do uh, something like that in the future for, for Valentine's Day shows. So, yeah, those were those were some fucking great things that we uh, that we've been doing so far. But before we wrap this show up, I forcefully have inserted some rocky horror Hot. news into the uh script here so i just want to wish you would forcefully insert something into me <laughs> well how do you like some nfts i could forcefully yeah, i wanted it all inside of me put it in oh fuck yeah <laughs> nft stands for never feeling titties yes well richard o'brien will be the first owner of the official rocky horror nfts that are set to release later this year now if you don't know anything about nfts congratulations you're not an idiot if you do know a lot about nfts i am sorry nfts are a giant pyramid scheme so yeah this i i saw this 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 came out of the announcement that like the rocky horror company was doing a bunch of new stuff for the stage show this year and uh yeah apparently one of those is a shitty nft scam so uh if you out there are interested in collecting rocky horror merchandise go buy something real on ebay and leave these the fuck alone so yeah that one happened also this one's actually pretty cool the 50th anniversary tour in australia is going to be screened live to movie theaters all over Oz. Now, that's super cool because the last time we got one of these was in 2015. And fingers crossed a copy of this one leaks out there so that everybody who doesn't happen to live in Australia can actually check out the 50th anniversary tour. That's super fucking cool. Also, and this one's on a slightly downer note, Rocky Horror is now illegal in Tennessee question mark nobody really knows you up well no this one doesn't pog me up but i felt it was worth mentioning i think you might have a few words on this one john uh yeah fuck tennessee (laughs) those are actually really really frustrating because for those of you who don't know the lore of nyc rhps my roommate slash previous leadership member adam uh is from tennessee and actually got his start in rocky horror in tennessee 
I don't think they're allowed to fucking do that anymore. Yeah, so there was a anti-drag bill that was passed in Tennessee. It's really unclear how this actually applies, because of course it's unclear how this applies. It's not intended to be a bill that actually does anything helpful. It's intended to be a bill that attacks people of our community and people of the LGBTQ community. And that's fucking bullshit. So I just wanted to throw this one in here because, like, wow. Uh, if you hear anything from our, our our friends in the community down there in Tennessee, give them a good listen. Give them your support. Absolutely tell the Tennessee government to go fuck themselves. Although they probably wouldn't be able to perform that either. Nah, definitely not. Mm-hmm. And lastly, in my roundup of bullshit news for this week... Bob Odenkirk is going to be playing Tommy Wiseau in a remake, question mark, of The Room. Do you guys know who Bob Odenkirk is? Uh, Yes, I'm in love with Bob Odenkirk. Honestly, it's a great casting. Right? So anybody out there who doesn't know, he uh, played in Better Call Saul. Saul? Saul? I didn't actually watch that show. Better Call uh, Saul, Breaking Bad, Mr. Show. Uh, what the fuck is this? He did one sketch show with that guy. What was that sketch show? That uh, Mr. Show. Probably. You're right. Probably. <laughs> I love Bob Odenkirk. The uh, Bob Odenkirk sketch show. Not Mr. Oh, fuck. There is a. Okay. So it's called Mr. Show with Bob and David. It's not just Mr. Show, you uh, hoity-toity hipster, okay? He was also in... He used to fucking... He he used to write for The Simpsons, I think. That's crazy. No. No, he did not used to write for The Simpsons. He used to write for Conan O'Brien and SNL. Yeah, he started as a writer, to my knowledge. Nice. So this project comes from Acting for a Cause, which is a volunteer organization that stages digital readings of classic plays and movies for charity. And uh, this performance of The Room is going to benefit HIV AIDS research organization AMFAR. And it sounds really fucking weird because apparently they filmed all of the movie, like the whole movie, in front of green screens that are being replaced with the actual movie's locations. So I don't really know what the fuck we're going to see here. Like, maybe this is some ordinary kids level, like, (laughs) replacement nonsense going on. But uh, I think this one's going to be fun to check out. And for all of our fans out there in the room, which should be every single one of you after you saw it at RKOCon, yeah, I'm pumped for this. This sounds really cool. So yes, that is going to wrap us up in global news for today. And that's also going to wrap up our show. This week was a bit of a recap, but we've got some fantastic stuff coming up for you, including some really exciting new guests. Uh, We absolutely cannot wait to jump back in with all of you guys out there. As always, if anyone has a question they'd like us to answer on air for our Ask Questions segment, or some community news they'd like us to talk about, or even just a cool story they want to share with the community, we'd love to include it in our show. Just go to our website, rockytalkypodcast.com, and fill out our contact info form to tell us about it. And if you're enjoying Rocky Talkie, please help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. You know the drill at this point. And if you want even more Rocky Talkie content, you got to check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Rocky Talkie Podcast. I haven't been able to say this in quite a while, but we will talk to you next week. For real, totally this time. It will totally be next week. Bye! I don't know if it'll be next week. Bye-bye! See ya! Barely legal. 
where where is barely legal located? Berkeley, California. Next up, we've got Berkeley. Next up, we've got Berkeley legal. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 